As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Boy, do we have a very important show for you today. And we have a very important guest. But first, in our studio with us today, today is Tom Wheelwright. He's a CPA. He's my co-author on the book, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, How Debt and Taxes Make the Rich Richer, and my sweetheart, Kim. But today, our special guest is Dr. Arthur Laffer. He's the founder and chairman of Laffer Associates. He's creator of the Laffer Curve, also known as the father of supply-side economics, Dr. Laffer was the member of President Reagan's Economic Policy Advisory Board and is the author of An Inquiry into Nature and Causes of the Wealth of States. So the reason this is important, the question I always ask people, what's your biggest, single, largest expense? And for the working class, anybody like doctors and lawyers and all that, those who work for money, your biggest, single, largest expense taxes. And the reason Tom and I wrote the book, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, is the average person has no idea about taxes. They're completely clueless. So jumping right into it, I'm going to ask Tom, who is a groupie of Dr. Laffer, <laughs> why, why do you respect Dr. Laffer so much, Tom? You know, you have historically, I mean, you came up with the Laffer curve, obviously, and, and, and to the, the relationship between taxes and how taxes affect the economy, I, I just think that's such a, a critical um, dialogue when we're talking about tax, you know, the tax consequences of any tax change, whether it's up or down or sideways. Well, thank so, you. So, Dr. Laffer, would you give us a quick background and why do you do what you do? I mean, why are taxes so important to everybody in the United States as well as the world? Well, they're a huge percentage of all of our expenditures, as you you mentioned. I think it's, what, 34 or 35% of all GDP is, is tax. And uh, state and local taxes are about 70% of federal taxes. And you've got federal taxes there, which on average over a long period of time are about 20% of GDP. So you, you've got a very, very serious uh, component, and it affects behavior in many, many ways. And the, the one way I like to describe it is that, is it, Robert, is that uh, economics is all about incentives. And people like doing things they find attractive. And they're repelled by doing things they find unattractive. And government policies, specifically taxes, can change the attractiveness of activities. I mean, if you tax people who work and you pay people who don't work. Amen. Do I need to say the next sentence? No. That's what I've been saying. And, you know, what you also have to understand is two things. Is there two types of incentives? There are positive and negative incentives. And by way of illustration – you, you know, positive incentives tell you what to do, and negative incentives tell you what not to do. Taxes are a negative incentive. They tell you what not to do. Do not report taxable income, but they don't tell you how not to report the taxable income. So one thing that's just been so mishandled by government is they try to put all sorts of positive incentives in a tax structure, which is the wrong thing to do. A tax credit or a tax deduction is not the proper way of incenting something. Write him a damn check, and that's the right way to do it. 
So we should have a low-rate, broad-based, flat tax to provide people with the least incentives to evade, avoid, or otherwise not report taxable income. And we should have a broad base so that they have the least places they can put their income without paying taxes. And then for all the positive programs we want to do, don't do deductions, exemptions, credits, and all that stuff. Write them a check, and then you know what you're doing, and you will be rewarding people for that behavior, whether they pay taxes or not. So, So, Dr. Laffer, you're an advisor to President Trump, and you've advised him on his new tax plan, correct? Well, I guess, but don't, don't overplay that card. I've not been sitting there with him over the evening. Uh, okay, and so what? But but yet, indirectly, we've all been doing it. Okay, well, you're very humble. But what 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 do you think of the plan? What what is the what needs I to happen? I love parts of the. I love 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 parts of the plan, and there are parts I don't like. But they the the overall plan is very very good. I mean, I love the corporate tax rate reduction. You know, we got the highest tax rate in the OECD period, uh, and in 2000 we had the we had the seventh highest, and we haven't changed our tax rate. Everyone else in the world lowering theirs. This would be a huge boon to the economy. I love the simplification going from seven brackets to three. I like getting rid of the estate tax. I think it's the most disgusting, immoral tax that's ever been. Uh, you know, there are large amounts. I like the uh, expensing of capital purchases again. A very greatly incentivizing production output and employment. So on balance, I like it, but I don't like the increase in the deduction. I don't like the family tax credit. There are a couple of other things in there that I don't think make any sense. But, uh, oh, and I do like, excuse me, but I do like the dedu- eliminating the deduction for state and local taxes. That is really wonderful. Low-tax states should not subsidize high-tax states in their state budgets. Yeah, so Dr. Laffer, just be aware that we're an international company, so uh, broadcast. So if you could also include what, what's, how it affects the other countries in the world. But this is, my sure. quick, this is my quick question. Why would somebody oppose logic? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong person that question. Go talk to Schumer or to Nancy Pelosi. They'll, have, but, they'll tell you how they do it every day. I, I sit there every day. I listen to these guys, and I go, <laughs> you know, because uh, Tom and I were just in Brazil, and Kim and I were just in Paraguay and Argentina, and those guys are getting taxed to death. And Isn't it I'm amazing? Going, it doesn't make sense to tax people who produce. And why do we, why do we give money to the freeloaders who run our countries? You know why? Why? Do- God bless you. I, just raising that question it begs the answer because it's obvious what the answer is. If you tax people who work and you pay people who don't work, you're going to get a lot of people not working. If you tax rich people and give the money to poor people, you're going to get lots and lots of poor people and yeah. no rich people. Yeah. But why? So why all over the world? I mean, Tom and I just came back, and and in Brazil, the people are angry but also stupefied. They don't know what to well, do. Well, Bra- Brazil, you may know, um, Dr. Laffer, Bra- Brazil's taxes are a mess. I mean, they have the they have the highest compliance cost in the world. In I know it's terrible in Brazil. I've been down there many times over the years. And, uh, you know, as I've, as you probably know, I worked very closely with Chile in the early 70s with the revolution with uh, Pedro de Castro and Rolf Luders. It, well, it was Pinochet. I worked with all the Chicago boys. Uh, you know, I've done a lot over there in Argentina with Menem and that whole group. And uh, those were all my students there as well. And obviously with Margaret Thatcher, I did. I worked with her a, a great deal. And so it's a, it's a universal problem. Right now, I've, I was at the tax conference in, uh, in, in Morocco. 
in Casablanca and uh, with all the sub-Saharan tax collectors trying to explain to them that you don't want to kill the goose that lays the golden egg. And it's very hard for them to understand you know, that the, the objective of government is not to tax money. The objective of government is to create prosperity of the citizens. It's very hard to get them to understand this. Why? So Why? Why? Because their jobs basically – let me tell you one. I, I was just in a, a debate up in Kentucky, uh, in Lexington, and it was supposed to be balanced, liberal, <laughs> conservative, right-wing, left-wing, Republican, Democrat, all this balance, except every person I debated, whether they were liberal or conservative, left-wing or right-wing, uh, whatever it was, they were all recipients of government largesse. Mm. They were professors at the state universities. They were welfare recipients, blah, 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 parts of tax credits. You know, they live on tax revenues, and you know you can't expect them to be unbiased, objective observers. They want to protect their income stream, and and what they're doing by trying to is they're destroying the economy right at, right before their very eyes. Amen, brother. Amen. Hey, once again, our guest today is the infamous. I do mean infamous, Dr. Arthur <laughs> Laffer. He is a he is a creator of the famous Laffer Curve. And Tom Wheelwright is a groupie of Dr. Laffer simply because, you know, he and I always talk about the 86 Tax Reform Act and all this and how it made a guy like me richer, but it made other people poor and all this stuff. So, Tom, what do you have to say about And Tom about is this? also our Rich Dad Advisor yeah, on, on taxes. Tax. And we'll, I'll do it for Tom. We'll send you his book, Tax-Free Wealth, because we're doing our best at Rich Dad here. We're doing our best to educate people, unlike those communists who are professors. <laughs> about how taxes are killing us. Tom, a little harsh, Robert, but there you go. Tom, would you send me an autographed copy? <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be, on, I'd be honored, I'd Dr. Love to see it. Hey, I have a question, though. Um, so in the uh, with the 86 Act, I mean, one of the clear consequences of the, the passive loss rules in the 86 Act was we ended up with uh, the savings and loan um, debacle. Okay, so because no, there are always that what happened was so, the so, so basically basically what happens is what happened in '86 is we had a a change to uh, in the middle of the game basically to who could deduct losses from real estate and so people pulled their money out of real estate and it contributed at least to the the savings and loans Usually. collapse and, and they're okay? gone. so so okay, my, for the people throughout the world we used to have savings and loans and we have none. And, and it's the same thing as our banks today. We're down to four major banks. That's all. And we had 40 in 1999, 1990. So the whole financial system is collapsing because of taxes. Right. So my, my question you know, is, how, 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 do you, how, how do you deal with the fallout in, in the economic sector? I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, my, the premise, actually, of my book, um, Dr. Laffer, is that uh, the tax law is a series of incentives, and that's really all it is. Amen. And and so you you have all of these incentives. You take them away, then you obviously have collateral consequences. How how do you how do you think you deal with that in uh, in a tax plan like the Trump tax plan? Well, you know, the question is how do you deal with that as a government official trying to make for a prosperous country, or how do you deal with that uh, personally uh, in order to preserve your wealth? Those are two very different questions. And, and everybody, this what, is all throughout the world. Like Tom and I just came right, back it, from it's Brazil. Very true. Horrible problem. Just very, very true, and it's always been true. Right. You get a bunch of bozos in government who don't know straight up from Sikkim. They sit there and they get lobbied to death. They vote for all sorts of stuff they've never even read, and then you wonder why you've got a bad tax code, which is exactly – that's why I want to take the power to tax away. I did Jerry Brown's flat tax when he ran for president in 1992. Let me explain to you what I did. I got rid of all federal taxes completely except for sin taxes 
whose purposes were not so much to raise revenues as they were to change behavior. Uh, syntax I, I is jokingly, uh, cigarette and alcohol and yeah, now marijuana. I jokingly, say, I, I jokingly say, I guess Americans don't like drunk people smoking while they shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then I replaced all federal taxes, all of them. I got rid of the income tax, the corporate tax. I got rid of all payroll tax. I got rid of the Medicare, Medicaid tax, excise taxes, tariffs, everything except the sin taxes, all of them. And replace those taxes with two flat rate taxes, one on business net sales, which is value added, and one on personal unadjusted gross income with no deductions, exemptions, or exclusions. You pay the same flat rate tax from the first dollar to the last, and it was at 11.8% came out the static revenue. Now, Jerry raised it to 13%, but that is my ideal for a tax code is get these people out of the business of fiddling with our tax codes, make it a low-rate, broad-based, flat tax, and just get on with our business. So your premise is that if you can reduce all these taxes, it's going to spur the economy. People are going to get back to production because right now there's too many people, too dependent on the government money, and that's why things aren't moving forward. Exactly. Let's take the Great Crisis, the Great Recession. Back then they proposed, as you know, W had his big stimulus package and Obama had his big stimulus package. All of their stimulus packages added up to $3.75 trillion dollars. My proposal was very simple. Have a tax holiday, total tax holiday of every federal tax for a year and a half. The, the dollar amount would have been exactly the same, but can you imagine what production would have happened had we had no taxes for a year and a half? Oh, my God. None. We would be selling cars into central China. We'd have the heart attack model. People would be working 19 hours a day and dying of heart attacks on the production line just to make <laughs> that extra buck. I mean, that's what you need to do. You need to make production and income profitable, and you'll find people doing it. If you make production and income unprofitable, you're going to have a great recession. That's just what they did. So, so I'm glad to hear that you agree with me that the value-added tax is, is, is really one of the answers here, right? It's a great tax as long as you get rid of other taxes. Right. If you use it as an add-on, it's a killer. Yeah, but when you when you look at the the corporate when, and tax, and when you say value add tax, so value added tax, tax is a is, tax on the gross is, is 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 really like it's like a sales tax, right. only it's on the the seller, not the. I mean, so it's based on consumption. It's based on consumption, right? Okay. So that's a value add tax. Most countries have a value added tax, and actually. Um, you know, my 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 premise is that it, it seems to me that the corporate tax rate, yeah, it's too high. But really, what's missing is the value added tax because we get hammered when we export to countries that have a value added tax, and we import from countries, and and then we don't have a value added tax. You know, the problem with the profits tax is why would you ever want to pro tax profitable companies that make good quality products at low cost and don't use lawyers and accountants and deferred income specialists and and favor grabbers and lobbyists? who make lots of profits, why would you want to tax them and not tax the losers who make rotten products no one wants and spend fortunes lobbying government for subsidies? Agreed. Agreed. You want a value-added tax in replacing right. income taxes. Replacing exactly. it, not adding on. Get rid on. of the corporate tax altogether. You never want to tax profits. You want to tax the use of resources, which is a value-added tax. So let me ask you, Dr. Laffer, because some of the argument against Trump's plan is saying that, oh, the middle class are going to get taxed more and more and more. Is that is that the case? Well, let's hope we create middle class that does pay tax. The whole purpose of Trump's plan is to get economic growth and more employment. If you get more employment, more economic growth and higher wages, you hope they pay some taxes. <laughs> That's the dream. I want to make the poor, the lower classes, middle class. I want to make the middle class upper class. Because the middle class right now is becoming the poor class. Yeah. Now what I want to do is make them become the rich class. Yeah.
You know, there's nothing wrong with being rich, and there's something disgustingly wrong with being poor. It really is true. You don't want to make the rich poor. What you want to do is make the poor rich. Balance up. Don't balance down. There's nothing wrong with rich people. Uh, there's I something agree very with wrong with poor people, and it means that they don't have income. They, they need more income. And you've got to do that by creating jobs. So yes. step, stepping back and looking at the U.S. as well as the global situation, we had the rise of people like Bernie Sanders, you know, and hardcore socialists. And he's talking about the gap between the poor and middle class and all this stuff. But aren't people like them, part like Bernie, part of the problem? Sure. I mean, Bernie Sanders lives off government largesse. He gets paid by taxpayer funds. That's what he does. He likes controlling other people's money without bearing any of the consequences. <laughs> it's very easy to spend other people's money. Oh, yes, As Margaret Thatcher oh. said, it's one, socialism is wonderful until you run out of other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right on that. You know, the whole truth is these guys are, these guys are loving spending your money and yes. without bearing the consequences of it. Yes, yeah. they do. Seems like we're squarely into Atlas Shrug territory here. You are completely in it. And that's wonderful because we've always been in it, and we've always had this battle between the Atlas Shrug good guys and Atlas Shrug bad guys. And, you know, we're winning. I just want you to know we are winning. But, oh, my God, it's last. I'm 77 years old, and all my life it's been this class thing is the, the welfare recipients versus the producers. Yep. And, you know, we are – when in 1946, the highest marginal income tax rate was 92.5%. Can you believe that? Jesus. We've got it down a lot. We used to have uh, we used to have every state was a forced union state. You know, we had all of these things, blue laws, and all of this stuff. We're making progress, but God, it's slow. It's taken my whole lifetime, and I'm sure it's going to take a lot more lifetimes. And so, Doctor Laffer, with the with when you talk about welfare and all these people on government, I, I I've heard it's like over fifty percent now have some kind of government subsidy. Is that is that correct? And if so, I don't know if it's fifty, but it's yeah, a lot. It's of a people. lot. How, it's a lot of money. Do you think? Do you see? Are you optimistic on how this is going to play out and how we can reduce? Oh, yeah, because, turn that around. Because if it's a it's a if it's a hundred percent, you'll have a hundred percent distribution of nothing. Right. It's the goose. Once you kill it, the golden eggs stop. And then they really get, wait a second, I don't like this answer. Let's go back to capitalism. I, and that's the way it happens. Yeah. After, after Johnson, Nixon, Ford, and Carter, uh, socialists, you know, the, uh, the four stooges, I call them, the, the largest assemblage of bipartisan ignorance ever put on planet Earth. <laughs> what, once you get to that stage, it gives you Reagan. And then once you get through Reagan and, 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 uh, and Clinton, that's Bill Clinton, by the way, not Hillary. But once you get through Clinton, Reagan and Clinton, you had a great period, and then we get back to the socialists. We get back to W. and Obama, who, who you know, just spend everyone else's money like mad. Now we've got a time that we're going to go back to growth again. And it's going to be loads of fun, by the way, people. Yeah, so let me there ask is you a question. nothing more fun than being in a prosperous economy. Is there are there any countries that, in your opinion, have got this tax thing correct? Oh, you ought to see the you ought to see the tax codes of the Isle of Man, or of Hong Kong, and there are a bunch of other countries that have much better tax codes than we do, and you just a delight where they have tax limits. You get taxed ten percent up to one hundred twenty five thousand dollars total taxes paid, and then no more taxes. They they've collected enough from you. Do, do you th do you so, think do you think so they, they want you to work hard and then work harder? Of course, it's That's the heart good. attack model. It's what I do with my students. 
I, I, I make it so they come into class exhausted. They've worked so hard, and then I put them through the hoops. If we lower taxes, um, corporate taxes, especially down to 15, 20 percent, do you think we would have so much attraction that we'd be bringing uh, companies from other countries? Of course. That's why our companies are going there. They'll all come back. They won't go there anymore. They'll come back, and we'll be the tax haven for all these foreign companies. It's just nothing but good news. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice for the U.S. to be a tax haven? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been working for That's all my life. Idea. Yeah. So, so, Dr. Laffer, I, I realize your time is constrained. I thank you for the time. If we, if possible, could we have you back on in a future date? I would, lo- I would love to. As long as Tom sends me his book, Julian, <laughs> you got it. You got send it. Send it to me there. And, uh, I just send it to me with a nice little note to me in there. Sign your name with, you know, whatever it is, and I would love to come back. As soon as I get that book, I'll be welcome a call from you to do another oh, one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, You're the best. Thank you. thank you so much. This has been eye-opening. Thank you, thank you Dr. Laffer. You, you guys are great. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Good work. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. And we come back by going more into, with Tom, you know, what you can do about taxes. As, as the meantime, there's people who, want, who really want you to work harder and the, so they can tax you more. Now, that makes no sense, but there's a lot of those guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Coaching offers a phenomenal variety of services and custom strategies, all aimed at ensuring a secure, comfortable, and rich future for you and your family. Now you can get weekly access to exclusive Rich Dad Coaching services. Go to richdad.com. Great new videos are updated regularly. Get inside knowledge and insights from Robert Kiyosaki himself, Rich Dad Coaching Professionals, and more. Thanks for tuning in to the Rich Dad Radio Show. If you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes or Android, subscribe to the show, and leave a rating and review to help other financially-minded people like you find the Rich Dad Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in, and keep on learning. Log on to richdadradio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Dr. Art Laffer was our guest. He's so busy because he's advising the Trump administration right now on taxes as well as the rest of the world on taxes. Because as you know, this world is full of these quasi-communists who believe in taxing the rich and giving to the poor, which I call the Robin Hood theory of money. Tom? You know, as a, a CPA and accountant, the Rich Dad Advisor, your book is tax-free. Well, why is it that you're such a groupie with Dr. Laffer? Well, you know, doc, Dr. Laffer, I mean, created the Laffer Curve, which is basically all it says. It's very simple. It just says if you tax somebody more, they will work less. If you tax somebody less, they'll work more and, and produce more. So, Wow, really? I know. So, that, I, so the Laffer Curve actually is if you tax somebody too high, then, then production decreases. Production, and right. revenue decreases. That's tax right. revenue so decreases. So th- there's a, there's a point at which there's there's a there's a, a happy like medium. Basically, point. there's an optimum point for taxing where it it taxes don't matter anymore to somebody. So is that okay. why there's so many people who hate working? They love taxing people because it's an excuse not to work. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, where uh, the people who are on the receiving side of the money love it. Okay, that's that, what Dr. Larker said. That, like that's Bernie exactly what he's Obama saying. You know, pe- people who are getting government money, they love it n- until there's no more government money to give away. So the argument that if you if you reduce corporate tax and you reduce personal income tax, then tax revenue goes down is not is actually not the case. According well, no, to Dr. And that, Laffer. That, that's actually uh, Dr. Laffer's premise. 
is that if you reduce taxes, that's why you call it supply-side economic, the economics. The, the more you reduce taxes, the more you produce and the more taxes that produces because at a lower rate and more production, you get more taxes. And that's why he's, he, he seems not to care so much about, you know, will this add to the deficit? Because his belief is that it will increase production so much that everybody, you know, uh, you know, rising tide lifts, lifts everybody, right? I tell you, I, I sit and, you know, Tom and I were just in uh, Brazil and Kim and I were in Paraguay and Argentina, two fabulous countries, but their economies are broken and it shows up in taxes. Yeah, it, it really does. That when, when you see really complex tax systems and really heavy taxes, and, and Brazil just has really, really heavy taxes, and you tell, I could tell talking to the, to the participants at, at the events that they really didn't understand them at all. No. Okay, and so they've they, got they, all these taxes. They don't understand. They just know, wow, a lot of my money is going to taxes. So why would you work so hard? Yeah. If, you, if you're paying 60%, 70% of your money into taxes, why would you really work and for 30%? And that's what Dr. Laffer's saying. You want, exactly he wants right. people to work, 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 work really, really hard to produce, 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 and then growth happens. I like right. about what he thought the Isle of Man after yeah. 125000 is tax-free. So if people work hard, then they work harder. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It right, does. and and I like I, I like his idea that you, you you know you don't tax the people who are successful and not tax the people who are unsuccessful. You tax everybody, okay, whether you're successful or not, based on what you use of you the consume. other resources. Yeah. What do you consume? Yeah. You know, we're not Republican or Democrat here, but when Obama left office, he gave his mother-in-law a sixty-five thousand dollar a year, what do you call it, retirement plan for being a babysitter. <laughs> Holy moly! What do you think of that, Tom? I mean, where does that sixty-five thousand come from? Well, obviously, it comes from taxpayers. I mean, that—that's the thing—is that all the money that's given to somebody else comes from those who are producing, and and typically, right now, it's the middle class, and that's the challenge the middle class faces: is that but the taxes are on the middle class. Can a human being actually expect the taxpayer to take care of them? I don't understand that. I mean, it is so outside my value system. I don't want anybody to take care of me. Where did that idea well, come from? The, the whole idea that everybody deserves a living salary, and that's that's the idea between social behind, security, social security, minimum yeah, wage, yeah, social um, universal universal income, uh, everything Bernie Sanders stands for basically is that I, we're I, entitled. Look, if you love that mindset, that's a free country. I just personally don't understand it. So we come back. We'll go into why they're richer, getting richer, and here's a hint: it's taxes. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Do you own an LLC or LP? Are you aware of the new rules? The IRS has mandated new audit rules that require every LLC operating agreement and LP limited partnership agreement be amended. This dramatic requirement has never before been experienced, and changes must be made by December 31st. Corporate Direct, owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton, can guide you through these new rules. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit CorporateDirect.com. Contact Corporate Direct today to stay in IRS compliance. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program on your time and your schedule because everything is our everything is at iTunes or Android. And also all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. 
We archive them because repetition is the way we learn best. And if you listen to this program again, especially if you live in one of those communist republics where the leaders believe in taxing the rich and giving money to themselves, this is a very interesting program to listen to. And our guest today was Dr. Arthur Laffer, creator of the Laffer Curve, very simple curve. But very simply saying is that if you punish the producers, you reward the freeloaders, the entitlement program people, who believe I'm a government employee, should I should I should have a pension for life. And it's called Social Security, Medicare, Obamacare, and all this. And one of the reasons they have to raise taxes is because you got all these guys who are freeloading on the economy. That's what Dr. Laffer is saying. And his book, which is a New York Times bestseller's book, it's an inquiry into the nature and causes of the wealth of states. Now, this is focused at the United States, but it gives you, if you're a U.S. citizen, well, look at it. It gives you the most horrible communist states in America. And I tell you, I'm really happy that Arizona's way up there as not one of them. And then some of the worst states, of course, are Hawaii, California, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and those communist republics. So if you like paying a lot of taxes, keep living in those states. But Nevada's way up there, Utah's way up there as more or less, I would say, capitalist states. And yet... We have people who believe we should tax the rich and give to the poor. Robin Hood. Comments, yeah. Kim? Well, just, yeah, one comment is that, you know, I don't understand why some people aren't embracing this so much more because it, ac- it actually has proven out to work because he was, Tom, he was Ronald Reagan's cool. advisor, right? And, and Ronald Reagan implemented the biggest tax cuts and their revenue from the time he was in office almost doubled. Their tax well, revenue well, almost well, doubled. Well, first of all, Tom is the rich dad advisor and he's our tax, he's a CPA. And he's our expert. The reason Kim and I make so much money and pay very little in taxes is tax. Tom is our teacher on that. Hasn't it been proven that it works? Uh, yeah. It, you know, I remember, I mean, we all in here, we, we remember the 19, early 1980s. And remember, we were in a stagflation. I mean, we had high inflation. We had a, a bad economy. And Reagan basically pulled us out of that. And it was, it was a largely due. He did it through tax cuts. Okay. And then in 1986, he did exactly what? Laffer suggested, he said, okay, we're going to broaden the base, okay, we're going to reduce the, the, the tax benefits to people, and we're going to reduce the number of rates. He, he went down to two at one point, and, uh, and, and it worked, okay? Now, it had some unintended consequences, including, you know, the savings and loans, you know, going down. Um, and, and that's, I think that's critical because the, the tax law really is a series of incentives. And, and he addressed that. And it, and it is welfare for certain industries. I mean, there's welfare, for, you know, there's, there's incentives for real estate. There's incentives for oil and gas. There's incentives for a lot of industries. There are incentives. They are. They are. So, so Laffer would suggest get rid of those incentives and just lower the rates so that you don't have taxes driving you know, production. Rather, you have people driving production because they want to drive production. And, and one thing that makes sense to me on that, okay, let's say you 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 make a lot of money. Let's say you make like ten million a year. You're gonna you're gonna spend more money, so you're gonna get the tax is gonna be more of consumption tax, right? It seems much more fair. If you don't make as much money, you're not gonna spend as much. Well, money. you'll and, and you'll invest it. I mean, yeah. I mean, the reality is is that poor people don't invest. Okay, it's 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 the people who have money who invest money, and it's that investment. 
It's actually not even just the spending, the consumption, but it's actually the investment that really drives the economy and the more people invest. But if you invest and the reward is non-taxable income, I mean, that's why people yeah. invest in oil and gas. That's why people yeah. invest in real estate is because the income comes back non-taxable. So I think the fact that, that those incentives work means that the, the entire Laffer premise, the supply side economics, probably works. So, I mean, could it increase the deficit? It could. Could it reduce the deficit? It could. You know, we don't really know. But the reality is, is that we all know in our hearts that if we're taxed less, we'll produce more. Yeah. So, once again, I'm not here to change the U.S. economy or the U.S. government or the corruption at the very top of our all, 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 all economies right now. I would, I would just lump them all in one basket and say they're all crooks. And they're, you know, how does a guy like Obama go into public office with no money and come out a millionaire? Same with Hillary. You know, when you ask that question, you kind of see a different picture. You know, why are the richest people right now politicians? You know, that should tell you something. In the meantime, the reason the Rich Dad Company was formed 21 years ago was simply because, what are you going to do about it? We can sit here and jack our jaws and let's say, let's say, let's introduce another legislation and, you know, we'll change. It ain't going to happen, sweetheart. And I'm afraid that we're going down, we're gonna crash pretty soon. And then the truth shall rise to the surface. We cannot keep financing debt with debt. I don't care what you say. So the question is, what are you gonna do? So that's why Tom and I wrote the book, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, is how debt and taxes make the rich richer. It was written to empower you to do something. But if you're still expecting, like my poor dad, for the government to take care of you, that's called an entitlement mentality. And I can't say anything for an entitlement mentality. And the world is filled with them. You know, every company has people, well, I'm, I'm an American, but you're actually a communist because you want the government to take care of you. You want them to run your life. Doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're gonna be a fascist like Mussolini. I'm gonna tell you how to run your life. And we're getting that pretty quickly right now. I'm saying it's good or bad, but I tell you what, the one control we do have on our lives is debt and taxes. And that's why Tom and I wrote the book, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer. Or you can just go to school and get a job and work one and expect the government to take care of you and invest in a 401k and save money. And there's gonna get you're gonna get screwed. Right, Tom? You're absolutely right. The, the chances of all of this he happening- can't save you. You can't. And the chances of it happening in the first place are like between zero and none. Right. So we're not going to get wholesale tax reform. It's not going to happen there. There's too many people who want they, they want to maintain their uh, exemptions. They want to maintain their benefits in the tax law. So they want their Social Security. I want my MTV. I want Obamacare. They, they, you know, high tax states want taxes to be deductible. You know, um, the, 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 the home home building industry wants home, home mortgage, mortgage interest to be deductible. I mean, we all want our tax benefits and we're not willing to give them up for a flat rate. And that's just the reality of it. And so what we have to look at is, okay, what tax benefits could we get? What do we have to change in order to get the tax benefits that are there in the tax law, not wanting, not, not going to Washington and trying to, you know, change, change Washington, change Washington but Trump, rather- Trump's doing a pretty good job of that. That, not getting very far. Exactly. The reality is you can change yourself. I mean, that's I mean, that's everything. When we travel, that's the whole point is that you can change how you look at taxes. You can change your tax rate simply by changing the things you do to the things that the government wants you to do. It's called financial education. That's right. So, Kim, I mean, do we make a lot of money and pay minimum tax? Yes, we do. But if you and I were employees, could we do that? Not, not at the level that we do it, no. 
No, COVID we couldn't. No, could, no, you could no, invest. You, 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 we could invest, but not at the level. If, if all, if you made all your income as an employee, you yeah. just pay really high taxes. Yeah. So all of you people out there who are, I'm educated. I have a job. I'm making a half million dollars a year in salary. I have money in the bank. I have a 401k. I have an IRA. You know, I'm sending my kids to the best private schools. You're getting hosed unless you change your thinking. Right, Tom? No question. IRA 401k is a poor man's tax planning. And, and by the is. way, Tom Kenny McElroy, our real estate guy, uh, and myself yesterday did a thing on, this, on the student loan debt thing. Everybody bitches about student loan. Well, the problem is, is because you're stupid. Why would you go and borrow the worst debt possible called student loan debt to send your kid to school where if the child flunks out or can't find a job, can't pay it back? So be at the rich dad company being magnanimous, but you'd have to change. We did a thing called a rich education. And it's how you can achieve education for your children, for intergenerational and for multi-generationals using real estate instead. But Wall Street will never tell you that because they want you, number one, to be in debt with student loan, worst, the worst debt there is. And this is worldwide. And that thing called a 529 plan. Five, what is that, Tom? So 529 plan is basically an educational IRA. You put money into an IRA and have to use it for education. If you don't use it for education, then you have to take it out and you have to pay tax and a penalty if you take it out and you have no control over how the money is used. Whereas what Are we talk- Are there fees connected uh, wait, to wait, that Wait, 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 we're not here to talk about that. The point here is this. If you do what the government tells you to do, which is to go to school, take out a student loan, and do a 529, you're getting screwed. You have Absolutely. to change. You, you have getting to change hosed. or stop complaining. That's all we're saying. No, so it's, it's on the Rich Dad website. It's called Rich Education. For those of you who have young people who are thinking about going to school, I would watch that video. It's probably 20 minutes long. Ken, Ken McElroy, Tom, and I. And it gives you another point of view. But otherwise, stop your complaining. So once again, I want to thank Dr. Art Laffer, founder of the Laffer Curve, Tom's hero, because he talks about how let's not let's stop punishing people who produce and rewarding freeloaders like our politicians, like Bernie, Obama, Hillary, and those guys. It's about time we make those changes, but we're not going to change them. You've got to change yourself. Exactly. And, and that's really what it comes down to is, is understanding how the tax law works and, and making it work for you. And it's all worldwide. Like Tom, Tom and I were in Brazil. They weren't happy with our comments. You know, they, I say, you guys are getting screwed. So what do I do? Just sit there and do the same thing. And that's what a lot of people want to do. They don't want to change. And Kim and I were in Paraguay as well as Argentina. And most people were happy because we showed them alternatives. But they'd have to do something. They'd have to do something different between go to school, get a job, work hard, and save money, and put your money in a, in a retirement account. If you don't want to do that, stop your bitching. No, you're right. I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's not easy. I mean, it, it, you guys work hard yes. on your investing. Kenny yeah. works hard on his investing. You know, I, I work hard, you know, to reduce taxes. And so it does take effort. Okay. If, and, if you don't want to take any effort, then you use the 529 plan. If you well, don't want I, it. And I think that's what that, drives you guys crazy too and drives me crazy too. Because um, I mean, this is why we created the company to give people new alternatives and new ideas. And, and people just want that magic answer. They no, want they, that they, magic they want pill. The they want they it do. easy. They want it easy. That's give right. me the easy answer. They want to do the same answer. thing and have things change. It's just well. insanity. <laughs> so anyway, sports fans, I want to thank Dr. Laffer for this part of the program, his book, An Inquiry into the Nature and Causes of the wealth of states, it's how taxes are killing us. 
But as Tom says in his book, Tax-Free Wealth, taxes are an incentive for capitalists to do things to change how much tax they pay. Can they do that, Tom? Absolutely. Every single day. So again, thank you to Dr. Laffer. And when we come back, we're going to the most popular program, part of a program called Ask Robert. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. And now, The Rich Dad Radio Show and The Rich Dad Company Voice Mailbox are proud to present Rich Dad's number one fans. I was trying to phone yesterday. I didn't get anyone. And it's the same problem today. No one, uh, no one's available to talk to. Um, that's a little bit disappointing. I really do want to talk to a person, not to a machine. I have a couple of questions. I know yesterday was Robert Kiyosaki's birthday. Maybe you were celebrating with him. I hope you were. Um, one of the questions I had was if he received my birthday card and things like that. Um, I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much. Bye now. Rich Dad's number one fans. Your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And once again, you'll listen to this program anytime, anywhere on iTunes and Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them so you can listen to them again because repetition is how we learn. That's one reason. But another reason is to share this broadcast or podcast with family, friends, and business owners because when you share it with them, you have a more better educated, more open-minded fans, family, and business associates. Because the worst advice, you know, comes from Rich Dad's lesson number one and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The rich dad, the rich don't work for money. And when you say to a child, go to school and get a job, or I'm gonna work harder for money, is most people don't realize money is actually an illusion, it's debt. And unfortunately, they're working harder for debt. And our criminals, such as our presidents and banks and all this stuff, just keep printing more money. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And yet when we say that, then people get upset. Well, what am I going to do? I said, well, do something different. Anyway, I want to thank Dr. Laffer for being here. He's Tom's uh, hero. Tom's a groupie of them. And uh, we're going to go into Ask Robert. So you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at Rich Dad. Dot com. First question, Melissa. Our first question today comes from Dawin in Los Altos. Favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. It says, Robert, how are the self-employed or the S quadrant different than the business owners or the B quadrant? The self-employed also get charged higher taxes than the business quadrant and the employee quadrant. Why is that? Well, first of all, for those that may not have read the book, it's called The Cash Flow Quadrant. It's book number two in the Rich Dad series. And many people say it's the most life-changing book because, you know, on the left side, there is E, and right below E is S. E stands for employee. So when you say, go to school, get a job, you're an employee. And when you say, well, I'm going to school to become a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, you're going to S quadrant. On the right-hand side is where the rich operate from, is the B and the I. 
And 99.999% of people go to school to learn to become E's and S's. And they can't change their mindset. And B stands for business owner and I stands for investor. Yeah, I stands for professional investor, not fake fake investor in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETS, which are fake assets. So the professional investor in the I quadrant invests in real assets. And anything paper is a derivative, which is fake. So the other part about the E's and S's are taxes. And that's why Tom is my person I go to because I'm not an accountant. So Tom is a real accountant and I'm a fake accountant. So Tom, what's wrong with the S quadrant tax-wise? Well, you know, the, the big difference is, is how they behave. And, and, the, and the government rewards the behavior of the big business owner and the investor because, first of all, they have financial statements. They have documentation. They, have, they, they get audited. They, they do everything the way a good business does. That's why they're a big business. That's why they're a successful investor. Okay, the challenge with the S quadrant and what the government is punishing is poor behavior. It's poor business behavior. So you don't have an entity, for example, you 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 operate as a sole proprietor. That's 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 poor business judgment. That that's poor business behavior, and the government tax you higher as a result of that. So are there simple things an S can do to Absolutely. make it better for their? So simple. Okay. okay like so what? rule number one is you need to operate in an entity like a limited liability company, a, uh, a limited partnership, or an S corporation, or even a C corporation. But you have to operate in an entity, okay? It protects you legally, and it also protects you tax-wise. Okay, number two, you have to have good financial information. So you need to hire a bookkeeper. Good need, financial records. Good financial records, good documentation to and go along with those taxes. Good. And, and then you don't have to, if you do this right, and you have, third thing is to have a good team. Okay, you have to have a good bookkeeper, a good accountant. That means a, a tax advisor. You have to have a good lawyer. You have to have a good banker. You have to. So a lot of people say, agent. "Oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it," and they end up costing. It ends up costing them much, much, much more. Well, yeah, I mean, can, if they had that good can, team. Consider the difference between a sixty percent tax rate, which is the average tax rate in the S quadrant, and a twenty percent tax rate in the B quadrant, and a zero percent tax rate in the I quadrant. I mean, is it is it more expensive to have a team or more expensive to pay the taxes? And I, it's, it's my experience is way more expensive to pay the taxes. And then, like Robert says. So what you do is, is if you don't do that, you tend to, I'm, I'm just going to cheat. I'm going to cut corners. I'm going to do that. And then you're afraid of an IRS audit all the time. Well, that, and you can't even sleep at night. And that reminds me, Robert, of our, our accountant that we had years and years and years ago. And we got our first bill from him. And the bill was high. And we're like, oh, my God. And when we went to Floyd and said, Floyd, this bill is way too high. And he said, well, you can pay me like 10000 or you no, can... it was thirty five hundred dollars. Remember oh. clearly, okay. his bill was thirty five hundred dollars. He's going to give the, give me the thirty five, or you can pay the government ten. Which one do you want to do? That's that that's crystal clear. Yep. But this is the biggest point for all of you out there who are listening to this world of change. Everybody's talking right now. Oh, we got to train entrepreneurs. We got to train entrepreneurs. We got to train entrepreneurs. The problem is you're training to be S's, self-employed people, and without. A team like Tom is saying, they're just moving into a higher tax bracket, but I'm doing what I love. Well, you'd better because you're going to be working harder and longer because you don't know anything about taxes or debt or finance. So every time I hear these people who are talking about we're going to start an entrepreneur's program, they're training them to be S-quadrant people, S-S-S-S, stands for stupid. So anyway, that's why we have the cash flow quadrant is because you want to make it to the B and the I side, you've got to have some financial education. And you got to have a team like Tom is on my team, Kenny is on my team, Garrett's on my team for the law side. But E's and S's would rather cheat. 
Like every time I go into an S business, they say, can you pay in cash? Tom, what does that mean? Or by that, check? That means they're trying to, to, to put it in their pocket without paying the government. I mean, we and we when we travel the world, we see that all the time. We, we were in Russia. They talked about paying employees under the table. We're in Brazil. They're talking about paying employees under the table. Why? So they can avoid ta- oh, I, so they can evade taxes. I bought I bought a coat in Argentina, and the guy said, "If you can pay me in U.S. dollars, part of it, I can I can lower the cost for you." So, so we did. It was a credit card charge he didn't want, and the yeah, tax. Yeah, he charge. didn't want the credit card charge. So the point the here tax. is this: the trouble with E's and S's, most of them are criminals because they're always trying to cheat the system. Right. And the trouble with trying to cheat the system is a thing called you play the cash flow game. It's a thing called an audit, and you can't grow because if the government picks up that you're cheating them, what do they do, Tom? Well, they're going to hammer you. They just give you taxes, penalties, interest. I mean, in jail. And and and. Eventually, if you if you if, if you're, you're really, really bad, if you're really a, like a protester, you can go to prison for it. So, it's, so if you're really successful bad. as an S and you're cheating, next stop, jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Well, and, and and it is stupid because it, it you don't have to do that. I mean, it's like Kim. I hear you say all the time, you don't have to be big to be a, a professional investor. You can start small. Okay, yeah, Kim, the same. Kim was a professional investor with a two-bedroom, one-bath house. Right. She put our own deal in financing and management together. Right, and you get the same benefits, and, and as long as you behave like right. the, the the big professional investor, right. the same is true in business. You can be a small business and not act like a small business. You can act like a big business, and then you get and the benefits get of the, the benefits. big business. So yeah. you just have to behave the way that. No, being that's the it's even bigger than that. Next time somebody says, "Yeah, we have an entrepreneurs program," ask them, "Is it S or B?" That's what you have to ask. See, the trouble with an S, you're really a craftsman. What a craftsman is somebody who can do the job on their own. For example, massage therapists, they can do the massage on their own. Or I'm a real estate agent. I can do my job on my own. On the B and the I side, you cannot do your job on your own. Kim and I cannot do what we do on our own. So that's why the E's and S pay the highest taxes is because they work for money. And so the next time you hear somebody, oh, we have an entrepreneur program, run. Be very careful. Step back and look at where they're programming you. Are they going from lower taxes to higher taxes in the S quadrant? That's what most of them are doing, right, Tom? No, that's exactly that, that, that's what most entrepreneur programs do for sure. And, and then, most entrepreneur and, programs, are they actually even taught by entrepreneurs? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, most fake of them, they're, they're fake teachers. Fake teachers. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot to learn, you guys, and that's why with the Rich Dad Radio, we thank you for listening. It's great having guys like Dr. Art Laffer on here because it's not a laughing matter. Next question, Melissa. <laughs> Our next question comes from Richard in Irvine, California. Favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. Says Robert and Kim, I'm not a fan of the 401k either, and I'm glad that you are teaching this to young people like myself. However, I have not gotten to hear about your perspective on a Roth IRA. Can you please share your perspective on that? That's a great question, and, and it's really a tax play. But let me ask you this: Why would you put your money into fake assets? See, to anything that savings are fake, derivative, mutual funds are fake, stocks are fake. Bonds are fake because they're manipulated. And worst of all, when you invest in what's fake assets, when this crash comes, they're the ones that get wiped out. If you're in anything that's paper, a derivative of a real assets, for example, a mortgage is a derivative of real real estate. So anything that's fake as a derivative, 
like orange juice is a derivative of an orange. And the next crash that's coming, maybe next week, maybe in four years, anything that's fake will be wiped out. That's why I wrote Rich Dad's Prophecy way back in 2002 and saying it's coming. Because so many people were afraid of the stock market, they created the Roth IRA as a tax incentive so that you think you're getting a tax break. So if you want a tax break, that's where the Roth IRA fits in. Correct, Tom? Well, that, that, that's true. And, and certainly, in my mind, a, a Roth IRA is better than a regular IRA or regular 401k, Roth 401k, because it's a permanent tax savings. It's not just deferring or postponing to a later year. The challenge is, is that you're still restricted by the government in what you do, what you invest in. You know, can you borrow money against it? Everything you do is so restricted, you're under government control. So, you know, the only... There Some is, people like that, though, Tom. It's called, you know, S&M, bondage. They like it. <laughs> Sadomasochistic bondage. They love that stuff. Okay. <laughs> let me let me ask because I, I get yeah. this a lot. People say, "Oh, I'm I'm going to buy real estate in my IRA. I'm oh going to buy real estate in my Roth IRA." Do not do it because okay? because you lose the opportunity to borrow. Okay, you're restricting a, a bank. You can't guarantee that loan, so the bank won't lend you very much money. And the the whole benefit of real estate is debt. Okay, and you lose all your tax all benefits. The tax benefits. Okay, so yes, you're not going to pay any tax, but you're also not going to get all of the tax benefits from depreciation. So you lose you, you you lose all of the benefits of real estate by putting it into an IRA. But don't a lot of people tell you to withdraw from your IRA and buy real estate? You, you know, if you're going to buy real estate and you and your only money is in an IRA, then you want to sit down with your tax advisor and say, would it make more sense for me to pull the money out, pay the taxes and penalties? And by the way, most of the time, that's going to be the answer. But don't I've, I've heard people actually invest through the IRA Ugh. into real estate. That is the worst. That's right? yeah. horrible, 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 horrible. You lose tax benefits. You lose debt benefits. You lose really all the good stuff about real estate. So that's why, ladies and gentlemen, be careful who you take advice from. There's fake accountants and there's real accountants. And that's the new theme at the Rich Dad Company, what's real and what's fake. And most people are taking financial advice from fake people. So with that, I want to thank Dr. Art Laffer again. And you can submit your questions to askrobert at richdadradio.com. And I want to thank Tom and thank Kim. And I trust and thank you all for listening. And I trust we've opened up your brains a little bit and ask yourself what's real and what's free. Thank you very much. Do you own an LLC or LP? Are you aware of the new rules? The IRS has mandated new audit rules that require every LLC operating agreement and LP limited partnership agreement be amended. This dramatic requirement has never before been experienced and changes must be made by December 31st. Corporate Direct, owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton, can guide you through these new rules. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit CorporateDirect.com. Contact Corporate Direct today to stay in IRS compliance.